using National Weather Service Doppler radar technology, can now predict in-game weather seven days in advance, including surf advisory. Bright side, at least I won't have to make room for dating around my gaming schedule. That would suck. You just have to pick the right tool for the right job. And believe me, they're all tools. Yes, Blade is ready to partay. Oh, my mom dropped me off. Enchant a fish and make a wish, the festival of the sea. Guess my princess is in the old castle. I'm about to ruin 72 cents worth of tater tots. Hi, this is Kenny. And this is Jenny. And you're listening to Knights of the Guild, the official fan podcast for the award-winning web series, The Guild. This is episode 23, 23. part one. Can you believe it? 23. We're almost at our two-year anniversary. I know. Only two more months to go. Then we have two years. Two years. You believe- <laughs> We've been doing this for two years? <laughs> Can you believe it? What? <laughs> it doesn't feel like it. It's so weird. It feels like I've been doing it my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe two years. That's crazy. And we have big, big things planned. Let's hope it all pans out. Yes. Because both of us are so extremely busy. I know. And we kind of plan stuff on top of everything else that we're planning. And so we're hoping for something big, but we'll see. I want to do something huge. Oh, yeah. I'm going to have a big old party. That's right. And by the time this comes out, this will be the last day of our nomination for the podcast award. I know. I hope you all voted a million times. I hope, I hope, I hope. I I want it so bad. Yeah. I mean, it's great to be nominated. Right. But once you're nominated, you're like, well, now I got to win. Or else I'm going to feel terrible. (laughs) I don't know. The the Survivor fans are... uh, They're rabid. Dude, they're ripping me apart online. They're ripping you apart? Yeah. I only got one message. Like, somebody was like, good luck, Rob Sisterno, because his podcast is one of the ones not... I yeah, forget. I, it's up against us. Yeah, and they're one. like, you're going to need it against Knights of the Guild. Yeah. I was like, what? I, I checked that out, and I went back, and there's some, someone posted, now I know why I hate Kenny. In what? The, in one of the threads, yeah. Oh, That's well. not nice. The, hate, the haters are coming out, you know. Uh, Competition. Come on, I love Survivor too. Oh, me too. So, <laughs> can't all the I fandom... I win. I like can't... Star Wars too, but the, the the Star Wars action news is up against That's us. true. And that's a biggie. Mm-hmm. That's been around forever. A lot of these have been around forever, so they all have established audiences. I mean, we've been around for two years, so... Right. We have a nice, nice group of people too. True. Ooh. But... We'll see what happens. Uh, we'll find out in a few days after this uh, airs on the 17th or 18th, I think. Is that they, when they announce, they announce the winners? It. Yeah. Is there a ceremony there or is. something? It's, it's all online. It's all on Ukraine. Oh, okay. So if, uh, I think if you do win, you're, you can attend it via webcam. Cool. And the, you know, get your award. Have you seen the, the gorgeous awards? They're crystal. They're oh, really, my God. I want really one. cool. I want so, so bad. Anyways, um, hopefully you guys have been voting. Uh, if you haven't, vote today as you're listening to this. Cause yes. It's the last day to vote on the 15th. Get those last votes in. Get those, yes, right. And um, uh, yeah, this is going to be like a, a down and dirty type of podcast. I'm going to do no promos. I mean, no uh, bumpers. Just going to go straight through. No bumpers. No bumpers. I'm okay. I'm going to try this differently. Well, let's see how that goes. We'll see guys, how, yeah. let us know what let, you think. That's right. If you like it or not, if you like the bumpers, I can throw them back in there, but I'm going to try to do without bumpers. So uh, let's go ahead. Oh, we're at the, our Palacious Studios here. Palacious. Palacious. That's a good word. Yes, it's, it's ugly outside. Luckily, you, you missed the rain coming over. I did miss the rain, but there was a beautiful rainbow oh, that's nice. on my way over. Very, yeah, we got nice rainbows out here. So I was like, oh, this is a nice. <laughs> this it's means it's going to be a good show. That's right. <laughs> And I have my new hair. Yes, it's beautiful. You can't see it's it. It's short. It's really short. It's like above her shoulders. It's almost a bob. It's really yeah. short and back. Yeah. 
It's very kids. It feels weird. Very I'm like, cute, there's very, no hair. Very, very red. Very red, yeah. Yeah, very mm-hmm. nice. So I'm sure you guys will see pictures. They'll be up all over the place. But not the pictures that you took last night. That's right. Let's talk about last night. Last night was so <laughs> fun. Oh, my goodness. This is obviously last night from when yes, recording so is. December 4th. Yes. Because we're reset, re- it recording was, on it December was, 5th. It was, what, the third, second annual Felicia Day gaming is slash the, Christmas party? It's the third, the I, third. I think, yeah. Now, all I know is she's making this an annual thing now. Yeah. Where she has, um, she sets up each of her rooms with gaming systems mm-hmm. and invites all her friends over. And, and we play video games and eat, eat pizza and, and yeah, drink and, and... Just have so much have, fun. Have a grand old time. This was my first year because somehow she thought she invited me last year mm-hmm. and I didn't, I fell through the crack. So she purposely made sure she called me, <laughs> told me, <laughs> I'm having the party. You need Don't to Don't forget. Yeah. So I was. this was my first time, so I was very excited, and it was a lot of fun. Yeah. And I brought my, my Padawan with me, Troy. Mm-hmm. And uh, he had a blast. They're, like halfway through the, the night, he had like this glazed look over his eyes, and I'm like, are you okay? What's going on? He's like, are we really here? Is this really my life? And I'm like, it's so funny. Yeah, that like, sounds like David after dentist. Yeah. Is this real life? <laughs> I was like, well, that's what I think. Every time I work with these people. Yeah. It's like, is this really what I do for, you know, is this, I'm, I'm actually here with these people? Yeah. So it was a lot of fun. Got to play, because uh, uh, of course Felicia has the new the Connect. Connect. Of course she does. And all the games. So we got to do uh, Dance Central. That was so fun. <laughs> oh my goodness. I loved that game. Yeah. Yeah. I, people would go down there for hours and you wouldn't see them. Like, what are, they what come back all to- sweaty. And- <laughs> And the hot. Well, as soon as I came in, that's the first thing Felicia said. She said, come here. Yeah. Let me show you. Very- Take off your jacket because you're going to get sweaty. <laughs> I'm like, okay, Felicia. <laughs> yeah, we did the same exact thing. Um, first thing we did was go down there. And we played because we were the first ones there, of course. Yeah. And we're like trying to figure it out. And Felicia came down and showed us and played with us. It was a lot of fun. Once you figure it out, it's not. It's not that hard. It's not hard because yeah. you're like, wait, there's no controllers. Yeah. So you're like. It's all hand movements. How do I do it? But, but you use your arms and then you. You like do the side slap, and that's how you select something. And it's pretty fun because you're like, "Yeah, I want to do that." <laughs> it was fun, but we also had a rock band three, yes. which I saw you performing. Oh, I um, love rock bands. I say I've never done it. So I had to sing "Do Host," oh, I which is in German. Oh wow! By the way. Nice. <laughs> I sung like four or five songs with Felicia, and I'm like, okay, I'll just be like her harmony. The backup, yeah, yeah. Your harmony. Because now in rock bands, you can have the three yes. microphones. Yes, which is fantastic. Yeah, because it's nice. You're not prominent. You yeah. still hear me, but I'm not, you know, solo by myself. And then now you can play pro, the pro drums and pro, and yeah. it's more like you're actually playing, playing the real it, instrument. And watching buttons. Omar, who is the cinematographer for Do You Want to Date My Avatar? Yep. He has like this whole pro Incredible. kit with cymbals and like, yeah. And the and the pedal because I love the drums that that's my second favorite thing to do and the pedal is like super pro and like he would play it on the hard setting yeah on the pro and it was like he was really playing the drums it was amazing to yeah, watch him it was a lot of fun yeah and then uh, in the, her guest room was um, Super Mario Brothers Super Mar- uh, Mario Kart Mario Kart Mario Kart, Mario Kart. That's it, Mario yeah. Kart. Which I never even pl- I didn't. I, I never didn't got play to it. That Me point. neither. I never. Got- I was too busy <laughs> with all the other stuff. I never made it that far into that room. Um, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was. It was a great night. It was, it was fun good to, to see everyone. Yeah. Uh, you gave out the rest of the dolls. I did. Yes, all the plushies. I gave out to uh, Amy, Robin, and Vince. Vince. 
Vince was a little. It was creepy. He was like, "Oh, this is cute, but very creepy." <laughs> I have an embryo of me. Okay. Yeah, the video will be up, and I'm sure we'll have links for it. But yeah, thank you, Jess, for doing those. I'm, you know, only six months after you gave it to me. <laughs> Finally, I finally got them out they to everybody. They have been distributed. <laughs> everybody loved them. So, and I think Robin really. I mean, they're all tucking, holding on like babies. Yes. When they were leaving uh-huh. last night, <laughs> both Tink or uh, Amy and Robin. So that was really cute. And then the the girl who Tink is based off of was there was at the party. Mm-hmm. Diane, she's awesome. She's yeah. not like Tink at all. Oh no, I saw a little Tink. Well, in there. yes, because I, I was talking to her and I'm like, so I hear you're based on Tink, and then all of a sudden she's a, gil- a gillier, so she yes. thinks she's a cross between Vork and Tink. Yeah, but yeah. she's like, you know, I was dealing with forty people, and sometimes you got to be abrasive <laughs> with them. And I'm like, okay, I yeah, can we see were that. having a conversation about men, and that's when like the claws came out. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah, men. Blah, 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 blah. I was a woman's studies major. I was like, you are so funny. She's like, let's go out sometime and get drinks and bitch about men. I was like, okay, let's do it. Yeah, she's awesome. I met her on set because she did a, like an extra during season four. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I got to meet her there. So that was really cool. Cool. But it was a great night. It was lots of fun and lots of good memories. And I got lots of pictures. Lots of And pictures. videos. I feel like so, every time I saw you, you were taking a picture of somebody. Yeah, I have 168 pictures. Oh my god! I posted about 49 of them on Facebook. So well, and we would get together in like groups of three or four, and you had to have pictures of like, okay, now here's everyone together. Yeah. Now here's <laughs> this and this. Now you and you. Now you like you had to have every combination was, of people. I wanted to make sure I had pictures of everything and everybody, and I had to get pictures with everybody. So I think I got a picture with uh, at least, and then Troy wanted a picture with everybody. Yeah. So we were taking pictures with every single person that uh, we saw. But it was fun. Cool. All right. Well, anyways, enough about that. Let's now go that we've ahead. been on for like 20 minutes <laughs> yeah. about Let, the holiday party. <laughs> <laughs> let's go ahead and talk about what's going to be on today's show. We have, we have Guild News. And then we have uh, Guild Crew Interviews. Yeah, I got something special there. And then what the cast and crew are up to. And business time! Mm. We're actually going to read it ourselves We today, are. Which we haven't done a in a change. while. I know. It's I'm like, fun. oh, crap. Dad, I don't even remember. <laughs> what? What do we say? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, let's go ahead and get started with our Guild news. First up, we have the Guild Season 4 DVD has been announced. It will be released on December 21st from Amazon.com. Yay! Yeah. That's I'm very cool. That. And this is the two... Just di- in time for Christmas! Yes, yes. And you can pre-order it now so you can get it. By Before Christmas, Christmas. Yeah. yeah, if you want to. It is a two-disc version. It has tons of specials on it and extras, yeah. and you can go and look at them all. And I'm sure we'll do some sort of microcast when it officially gets yep. released. Yep, once we watch all the yeah, all goodies. Because cool, yeah. we actually don't know what they No, are I, I don't know what time. they are yet. Yeah. Yeah, because I didn't work on any we of them. Yeah, we, we weren't working on behind the scenes <laughs> yeah. on this one. Yeah, so I have no idea what they're doing. But um, And then what will happen is in February, the single disc comes out in the brick-and-mortar stores. So awesome. Best Buy and all those people yeah. will have them. Uh, so it'll be the same content. It's just on one disc. And um, just to be forewarned, because we've had a few problems on Amazon, both of them are up there for sale. So make sure you look at the release dates, because if you pre-order the, the one February is- one, it's not coming till February. Yeah. So make sure That's you pre good. yeah make sure you pre-order the December twenty first one. That's the most important one. That's the one you'll get now. So for Christmas. For Christmas, and you get to enjoy season four and all the really cool extras. And I know they really went all out for the extras. So yeah. I'm looking. Then that's one I'm cool excited. thing about not working on we them. Can be, we, we can be. We didn't work out at all. We could be. Yes, yeah. we can actually enjoy the extras for once this season. So that's really cool. What else do we have? Um, well, they've released images of the of both the Tink comic book covers. Yes. 
Have you seen? I have not. I only saw, saw the, one, the monkey, the monkey one, one that I don't like, and it's that is the one that they're. Oh, really? Yeah, unfortunately, I didn't. I was like, thank God the other one's beautiful. The other one, the, the other one's good. she's an Amazon. Thank- she, she, she elvish. It's it's yeah, it's the glamour shot of pink. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Kenny will be giving out millions of copies <laughs> of the monkey one. <laughs> Just to get rid of... No, just kidding. <laughs> no, I, I... Yeah, I was not... I, I love that we call it the monkey I, I will still buy it, just because well, yeah, I'm a completist and I have, have to have it. have to have your whole set. Yeah, but I get that. it's the least of my favorites so far. I mean, I didn't like the, the second Vork one either, but at least it's not as horrible as... It's pretty bad. ...the monkey one. And I don't know who did it, and I don't... I'm hoping... They probably don't listen to the podcast, but I don't want to offend them, but... No, it's... I'm sure it's the style that they wanted. I just don't particularly like... Yes. ...the look of it. Just a... It's not a personal thing against the guy. No. It's just, we don't think it's pretty. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> it's not pretty. It's not pretty, and, no. And Amy's pretty. Yes. Yes. So, uh, but at least we have the the main cover is really nice. It's a really cool, cool one. Good. And um, the really, uh, speaking of comic book news, we have Vork comic will be out on December 22nd. All this Christmas stuff. Yeah. All these so a lot stuffers. of people Come are going to be getting comics and DVDs for Christmas. That's it. Yeah, why not? That's awesome. So cool. So let's go ahead and we're going to move on to our crew interview. What I did is, uh, I know we've been doing a lot of crew interviews. I had so many of them from season four. Yeah. That I'm just trying to fill up, you know, use them up. Right. Uh, we're hoping to have, you know, some more cast interviews. Obviously, we'll get those down the road. Associated with our second anniversary, we're hoping to have some some good cast interviews. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, that's why we're doing the crew interviews. Hopefully, you guys are enjoying these. With this one, this is actually uh, Greg Aronowitz's team. They do all of the props for season four. They did the Game On video. Mm-hmm. They did Date My Avatar video. Mm-hmm. This is his team of guys who work for him and do all this stuff. And each guy has worked on something different, which is cool. Um, We have Greg, who obviously is the main guy. And then we have Brian, who worked on season four. He was uh, Greg's assistant. Great. Um, And then he's also worked on Game On stuff. Then we have uh, Mazen, who did a lot of the computer uh, Puffy Palace stuff. I love the Puffy Palace. Yeah, for the end of the episodes. (laughs) For episodes uh, 11 and 12, season four. Yeah. And uh, then we have Nick, who who I think he's touched everything. He worked on the Christmas special that Mm -hmm. Greg did. Oh, that was so fun. Yeah. Yeah. He worked on that, and he's worked on numerous stuff. So each guy... Each guy, I sit down with each guy and we talk about what they worked on over awesome. the past, you know, during their career working on the guild and working for Greg. So it's a lot of fun. So let's go ahead and take a listen to those interviews right now. Hey guys, this is Kenny. I'm sitting here with Greg Aronowitz. And um, thank you for joining us. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Um, first, I want to start with how did you get into this whole industry to begin with? <laughs> I know it's a long story. It's a long story. Truncate it down. Uh, I saw Star Wars when I was seven. And like, that's what I want to do for the rest of my life. And that's it. <laughs> and that's the and story. And you really did. Yeah. Because when you were younger, you, you told me that you used to break things apart and build things. And you've always been good with... Yeah, just making stuff. Yeah. That's the whole perception, too, of how many inches it needs to be. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, spatial relations. Yeah, that's the word. That's why I'm probably... Tetris is probably the best video game <laughs> <laughs> for me. Um, but... Yeah, it was just, you know, I, I just saw the possibilities of, of being able to, you know, create things. And and um, I always knew I was, you know, artistic and wanted to be an artist. But just through film and, and media, you can, like, reach so many people. So mm-hmm. instead of just making something to show your friends or having a galaxy, you can share it, like, with the whole world. Yeah. So yeah. it's kind of cool. That's very cool. Now, do you remember your, what was your very first job? 
in my, the industry? My very first job. How well, old were you? <laughs> uh, I was 17 in terms of like film, yes. you know, just straight out film in Hollywood. I was 17 and my first job was painting some flats for a commercial yellow. So they had some walls that they were going to put up uh-huh. and um, they just needed them painted yellow. And yeah, and so, you know, I had met somebody at a dinner and I was like, I really want to break in. And and I showed them some of my artwork and they're like, oh, you're really good. But, you know, we have no need for that right now. You know, Um, there was a big strike going on and all the union workers left, Mm -hmm. but the company still had to deliver. And the guy that I had shown my artwork to convinced the uh, owner of the company to, you know, call me in and they were like hey do you mind being a scab i'm like i don't know what that means but if you know if i'm gonna get lunch (laughs) out of it you know um and i went in and i painted that flat the best yellow i possibly could and uh halfway through the day another guy who had come in to you know work non-union um was doing a low budget sci-fi movie and talked to the guy that hired me and said hey do you know anyone that'll work cheap that kind of has a grasp on sci-fi because I don't really know what anyone's talking about and I'm supposed to be building all this stuff. Yeah. And the guy was like, oh, yeah, see that kid over there? And so he came over and asked me if I wanted to work on the movie. And I said, sure. Like, when would that be? And he's like, oh, like in an hour. <laughs> so I went into the office and I was like, hey, I know you just hired me. And he was like, go. That's that's where you belong. Nice. So they paid me 100 bucks a week. Big bucks. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, since then, I've gotten a raise, $10. Nice. $10 a week. <laughs> Now, what was um, that movie? What did it end up being? Um, it was called at the time The Black Forest, and you can find it now. It's kind of hard to find because it was only like a $100,000 movie, but um, you can find it now under the title Hyperspace. And uh, I'm trying to think who's in it. There was like some famous wrestler guys in it. I think like Rowdy Rowdy Piper and Big John Studd and um, Tora Tanaka. Professor Tor Tanaka. He was uh, um, in uh, The Running Man. He was uh, what's the ice skating guy that gets his head cut off? I don't remember. You, you don't, I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, I do remember that. But yeah, um, he was cool. But uh, Big John Studd actually hit me in the head with a pipe and gave me a scar. So I'll never forget oh, my my first by movie. Accident. No, by accident. <laughs> You know, I probably wouldn't still be around if, if on my first show people were purposely trying to hit me with pipes. <laughs> um, Put me through a good story. <laughs> but, you know, that's just kind of how the industry works. It's like, you know, you get on one show and then there's like a hundred and something people up to a thousand people working on that movie. And you meet a bunch of them. You show them what you can do. And then they go on to the next movie. And then bring you. And. And then somebody says, hey, we need somebody to, that works cheap and does, you know, this, this and this. And, you know, so they call me up and I go work on that. And then, you know, it just took a, a couple movies. And then um, one of the ones I had worked on and I did like a bunch of stuff. Uh, somebody screened it for Spielberg and he was like, oh, I really like those aliens. Like who did the aliens? And I'm like, oh, this kid, Greg. And he's like, oh, that's cool. And watched it some more and said, oh, you know, the, the miniatures are awesome. Who made those miniatures? I'm like, oh, the same guy, Greg. He's like, oh, there's Matt. Who did the map paintings, Greg? And he's like, all right, let's meet Greg, you know. So um, I got to uh, go and do some stuff with Spielberg for like 11 years. Wow. Um, what was, so, so that was your big, big break? 
with Spielberg? Yeah, I mean, I've had like I don't know. I've been pretty lucky. I've Wait, t- had like tons of big breaks as a as a. But your just, first big break, like your first big movie that everyone would know, what was that? Was that with Spielberg? Um. Well, before I went with Steven, I actually did Babylon Five. Um. I. I did Terminator Two. You know. Uh, there was a bunch of stuff, but I mean, Stephen, for me personally, was like my first like big because that's like there was no, you know, there was no bigger place to be, yeah. you know, since I was well, a kid. I'm, Lucas. you know, <laughs> well, Lucas at the time wasn't even like doing anything, you that's know, true. but but I mean, but as a, someone who wanted to be a director, you know, yeah. who or who wants to be a director to <laughs> to. Uh, be able to be in the room and and be able to you know talk shop with Spielberg like it was like that had to be incredible. yeah it was, nice. it was the deal the first one was um uh why am I blanking in Last Crusade Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade okay. what did you do for that one some snakes oh cool made some animatronic you snakes AI right AI yeah That's AI was bridge. was later yeah well I worked on all the cities oh you okay. so but yeah the bridge. Was one of my favorite things, and 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 it, it was on the poster, yeah. you know. So it was something. That, it was something that stood out, you know. Now, is so. that all you, or did you have collaboration with other people? Well, I mean, on any of those bigger movies, it's hard for any single thing to be any yeah, one person, you know. I mean, the bridge kind of worked by, you know, Kubrick had been working on that movie for twenty years, so yeah. he had done sketches and he had artists that had done sketches, and so there were different versions, and so my job was kind of like. To look at that, Stephen was really adamant about honoring everything that Kubrick did. He didn't really want to like reinvent anything or re-envision anything. Yeah. So I had to kind of look at all those original drawings and kind of take parts that everyone responded to and then fuse them into a model. And then that model went to ILM and then they like put in all the digital stuff. Yeah. So, you know. So it was definitely like the project that I helmed, but yeah. I don't want to be like, yeah, I was the only one. Like yeah. it was probably like eight hundred people <laughs> that actually worked on that final image in terms of all the yeah. animation and everything. Yeah. But, Very cool. But it was, you know, I was the one that got to do the version that Stephen was like, that's what it is. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Nice. And then uh, I know you've worked with Lucas also. Mm-hmm. You hit all the big. Big, big people that any sci-fi fantasy lover would die for. Yeah, I mean, I'm like... So that was after Spielberg. So you already established with Spielberg? Yeah, actually, you know, it was... This is like a weird story, but it was like... Obviously, my lifelong dream was to, you know, work on Star Wars, you know? And um, uh, no one was even sure if that was even ever going to happen again, you know? And I had done like stuff for Lucasfilm with the Legends in Three Dimensions, the you know, the collectible stuff and I had worked at ILM and um you know, I consulted on uh Star Wars product for a while. They would call me up and be like, Hey, you know, what do you think? Like how would you, you know, yeah, go yeah, about making this only, and you have all, all sorts of movies, but you build models, you make busts, you create action figures. Mm-hmm. Yeah, lots of merchandising of and marketing and product yeah. and yeah. So, so you were doing that back then too? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, and actually, and f- in terms of how that goes, like Lucasfilm in that case was like my first big break because I had made a list when I said, oh, okay, I'm going to start this sculpture company and I want all licensed product. And, you know, my ultimate dream was to sculpt Star Wars product, yeah. but I was like, 
but that's probably never going to happen. And so when I got that license, I'm like, all right, this is like, this is it. This, in terms of product, <laughs> this is the big time. And and that was before episode one, and like, and it was like, just kind of a in the mid '90s when there was a resurgence of new, um, a new product, but all based on the original yeah. trilogy, and you know. Yeah. Um, so it was really cool going up to Lucas Ranch and stuff, but they finally called me to um, work on the new movies, and I was working for Spielberg at the time, and um, I was just like, oh my god, that'd be great! Like, you know, I, I feel like I've spent my whole life like waiting for this phone call and and you know trying to like hone like my creature skills, and because I wanted to really like helm the the creature department. The reality of like. Okay, move to like the most expensive place in the world, yeah. you know, because <laughs> Marin is like considered, you know, yeah. like San Francisco is the rent and everything is crazy. Yeah. And then I was like, I was really at that point thinking about my directing career. And, and also at that point, I'd been in the industry for, uh, I don't know, nine years. I don't know what the, what, what the exact math is, but, um, Long enough that I already had like a couple hundred movies under my belt. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to go away for seven years to do three movies. When I come back, all my friends will have worked on hundreds of movies. And, you know, I, I want to get more into directing, but they'll be like, well, what have you done for the past decade? And I'll be like, well, I've Star made Wars. props for Star Wars. <laughs> like, I felt like I would end up like just being back in the same place. So I, you know... That's, I was like, okay, I think I need to, like, you know. That makes sense. Yeah, so. Yeah, I mean, but everyone who worked on those shows had to commit to seven years of shooting. Yeah, or leave, or, yeah. you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, which is always weird. That's and, true. So. That is true. But you're right, that does, that's a big chunk. You know, and I think if I was, like, if I wanted to be, a mo- you know, just a model maker, just, yeah. like, it would have been the job to do, yeah. but I or if really. What your first job that you got? That would be more worth it. Oh, absolutely. You know. So. So you stayed with Spielberg? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, and we did like seven more films or something wow. over the course of those seven years. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and I went on and directed some TV shows and did some stuff, so. Nice. Now, you know, it's one of those things, it's like you never really know any decision you make, well, you know. Sure. I mean, I'm sure if I went to do Star Wars that, you know, we'd not be sitting here right now. And that would be a total bummer to not be working on the guild. <laughs> okay, let's talk about the guild since we've <laughs> got there now. Um, how'd you hear about the guild? Did you know about the guild before anyone approached you about working on it? Yeah, I I knew about the guild because I was interested in doing web shows and... You know, the first thing that anybody says when you're like, oh, you know, I'm interested in doing web shows, they're like, oh, watch the guild, guild, you know. Um, And I recognized Felicia. I actually recognized Felicia from uh, Coke commercial. You know, the one where they're um, watching, uh, was it Casablanca or? I I know from a Doritos commercial, so I didn't. Yeah, but they're they're sitting in a movie theater, her and a guy, and they're like a couple seats apart, and. Um, you know, he sees her like in love with the movie, so yeah. he starts citing the, reciting the dialogue, and then she does her dialogue, and then they end up like you know sharing a coke <laughs> together. And, um, but I'm like, oh, that's that girl from you know. So, um, but Kim Evie was doing a like kind of like a sit down meet and greet breakfast for an organization that I'm a member of. 
about you know making web series and yeah. so I was like I'm gonna go check that out and see like how how that works yeah. you know and um, it's funny because the organization is uh, it's Cape it's um, the Coalition of um, Asian Pacific Entertainers or something like that it's um, my business partner Sherry Bryant is Japanese and she's on the board of that. So I have a membership, you know, because, yeah. but it's, you know, Asian. I'm not Asian and, <laughs> and it promotes diversity, you know. So usually when you go to these things, it's a lot of, you know, different ethnicities yeah. and I'm always like the only white guy, you know. <laughs> and Kim kept looking at me the whole time and she told me later, she's like, yeah, the whole time I'm like, why is there white guys in here, you know? Um, but, uh, it's pretty funny, but we talked afterwards, and then um, Sherry and I said that we wanted to, you know, meet with her and just kind of go more into detail about the web series stuff. So she came over to the barnyard and saw everything that I did, and so then and and then we ended up like hanging out a couple times and with Greg Benson, yeah, and started becoming friends. So she called me and said, "Look, I know this is like totally out of your league, but we're doing the music video." And we really kind of want to elevate. We want like original props and we want to capture the spirit of the avatars. And, um, you know, we couldn't really find anything in rental shops or, you know, so, yeah. you know, we don't have a lot of money. But <laughs> um, and I was like, oh, man, that would be awesome. Like, I'd love to, to be involved. And so I did. And it got a huge response. Um, and again, over the course between that and the following season, um, we became even better friends and I became friends with Felicia so um and there were like a couple other things even like Felicia's birthday party yeah you know Kim was like oh we want to try and do something I was like oh that sounds like fun we did an 80s prom and yeah I just built a bunch of giant Rubik's cubes and all kinds of stuff and and I think what happened with that was you know Felicia started kind of freeing up what she wrote you know because I think a lot of times writers will do that when you know if they don't build things or they'll kind of be like oh i want to have this prop but like i don't know where we'd find it so i don't really want to commit to it in the script and so slowly let's start loosening (laughs) up and and i'm hoping even next year that it gets a little crazier because there was some crazy stuff this year yeah you know well you you did the music video and then you helped out with season three Mm -hmm. and then you know for the season three we had a christmas special Mm -hmm. which you actually wrote produced directed Built all the, built the stuff, yeah, yeah, um, which was great. And then you came back and started helping out with season four, just as like a freelance. Yeah, I was basically doing maker. the specialty props, yeah. and yeah. But then a few weeks into that, and in shooting season four, there was a need for an art director, mm-hmm. and obviously you were going to be the first choice. Um, so you took on that role on top of everything else that you're doing. Mm-hmm. So you became a daily person working mm-hmm. with the sets and. Not only doing the props, but doing everything. Yeah, yeah, just kind of overseeing like everything you see in Every the camera. Every physical thing you see. Yeah, yeah is, like just is up the, to the, to the design. Director. Yeah, and production designer. Yeah, production designer. <laughs> there we go. I sound so arrogant. Production. <laughs> no, we had an art director. Uh, we had a couple art directors. Everyone's always different um, terms. So production designer. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. So how did they approach you about that? Do you know? I mean. No, that was something that came up last minute. There was, you know. Conflicts in schedule. Excuse me. There were conflicts in schedule, and basically, how I found out about that was, 
um, a text from Felicia and a call from Kim at like 4.30 a.m. <laughs> and basically saying, can you come down and, you know, jump on and help us, you know, get through the next couple of days. And, um, which I did. And then they're like, you know, are you interested in just staying and following this through? And, and, uh, I was like, yeah, you know, it's like so much fun to hang out with everybody and be there and be involved and, mm-hmm. you know, try and make everything work with what we have, mm-hmm. you know? And then that so, led to Legend of Neil, also, season three. Yeah. did for Sandeep. Yeah, well, actually, I guess season three of The Guild led to season three. Of Neil. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, because I finished, I had just finished That's Neil, right. like, three days before um, I came Guild. to The Guild. Yeah. So I finished Neil, I did the painting, and then I... Went over it. Yeah, came time. on set. So... Crazy. So it was a pretty packed couple months with yeah. some crazy, crazy stuff. So. so how's the whole experience been working on the guild? Oh, it's amazing. It, it's um, you know, it's so much different than um, I don't know. It's hard to explain. It's kind of one of those first movies that I was talking about where I got to do all the stuff. I kind of got spoiled. I mean, I was just a kid. You know, there wasn't a lot of money. The director had big, big dreams, and um. He basically just kept running into the art department going like, I really want a giant billboard, but, you know, like, I can't afford to do it. Like, is anyone here willing to do it for a hundred bucks? And I was like, I'll do it for a hundred bucks, you know? (laughs) And, you know, and then like two days later, he'd come in and he's like, you know, I need a matte painting here. And I talked to some of the effects houses and it's like $10,000. He's like, I literally have like the supplies and McDonald's. And I'm like, he's like, can you do a matte painting? I'm like, uh, sure. And I'd go get my, you know, ILM book, The Art of Special Effects, and I'd read, like, what is a matte painting? And, and then I would do the matte painting. But the problem that came out of that is I assumed that every project would be like that. And, you know, once I kind of jumped from that arena to, you know, the big... The more professional. Yeah. It's basically like, this is your job. This is where you sit. This Don't look. Don't do. look. That's right. Just straight ahead, you know? Yeah. And And you'll be like... You know, you'll hear someone talking about like, you know, well, we could do the shot. And I'm like, hey, you know, it'd be cool. And they're like, shut up. You know, the model maker does not tell the DP. And so I was like, oh, that's kind of weird. You know, and but then like in the Spielberg realm, it's a little different because he does open up to, you know, but you're still like you're so separated because, you know, you have like half the departments are in Australia and have so, you know, you get to like throw stuff out there and but you're not. It's not 100% interactive all the time. Yeah. So the guild kind of brings me back to how I like to make movies and how I always thought it would be where everyone is kind of always there. Yeah. And, you know, you can be like, hey, you know what would be cool? Like, we have these two things. What if we shoot it from over here? And, you know, and it's not like it's all the time. Like, yeah, that's great because we yeah. never get done because everybody has an idea. <laughs> but no one's ever like, hey, shut up. It's like, it's always no, like. No, they listen to it. Yeah, you know, and everyone, th- you know, Take or they'll in. ask like, you know. Yeah. Uh, Kim, Felicia, and Sean, you know, would come to me and like, "Hey, what do you think?" Yeah, you know. So yeah. it's cool to like be more than just yeah. the designer. I mean, even like you mentioned the Christmas special. Felicia and I were at lunch, and I'm like, you know, I'm writing this other show, but there's a idea that I thought of that I feel like would apply, you know. Yeah. And um, I thought it would be funny, like 
that you might be able to use it in the next season or and then it just kind of grew into like let's do it as a standalone little thing and you know yeah. she let me write it and direct it yeah. and you know and that's you know you don't get to walk up to you know yeah. Spielberg and be like hey I have this idea <laughs> you know like imagine picture this E.T. with yeah. you know and, and he's like yeah go do that go so do it. yeah. it's just very you know open and friendly and it's all about like what's the best product we can give to the fans yeah. and everyone's allowed to you know, be involved yeah. in that plus so. it, I think it feeds your creative side more because all he Absolutely. says is I want this really you know with a slight detail but then you go and you create the whole thing mm-hmm. you know when she says she wants a wig warmer you have no idea you know it's not like she goes into detail or she, she wants a painting of her and Fox you know and, and it's you're the that's your creative outlet is to yeah no it's awesome because yeah. there's like a you know a, a jumping off point and, so sure and then you get the freedom no every well and say. it's not even like that it's not a matter of trust it's just a matter of like formality like you would have to you know come up with the concepts and then do the design and then get approval and then do mock-ups and yeah. get approval and then do the sculptures the and get process. approval and then where it's basically and part of that is probably because there's never time like the wig warmer came to me like two days before it had the shoot you yeah. know so it's not like we could do a lot of you know <laughs> yeah but, but they trusted you that they knew exactly I mean yeah and, and but and that's one thing and it's same. it's not even like okay we trust you it'll probably be good it's like yeah. there is like true yeah. trust and no that's doubt. yeah and you know and it works you, it, it works done. both ways because I know like I give my all for the show because I trust that they are going to do the most with it as possible. It's like, you know, because I've talked about this in the past, but, you know, you work on movies months, years even, and you just, like, try to make everything so great. And then, like, you know, they'll just cut props or, you know, or whatever you're doing. Yeah, they they won't use them or, or, you know, or, like, that... The, what you did looks cool but then like there's some crazy other thing and people are like oh that movie's terrible And but I know within this arena it's like everyone's trying their hardest to make everything the best yeah. and yeah. you know it's just great to be part of that awesome well I really appreciate you sitting down and chatting with us I look forward to next time I'm here with Brian Folk and he is one of the production designers I guess oh uh, just uh, art art crew member yeah alright so I think I called the Greg, an art designer, and he's like, no, 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 I'm a production yeah. designer. Yeah, I'm like, I okay. I, I, I did some uh, art direction under Greg as the production designer. Okay, okay. So, um, let's first let's start with how did you get, did you always want to be part of the industry? The whole behind the scenes? Yeah, um, you know, I started uh, doing video stuff way back in high school, and, and then through college I got yeah, much more into the art department, mm-hmm. and that's just what I've really fallen in well, love with. How did you hear about Greg and the barnyard? I got hooked up with Greg last December uh, 2009 uh, through an internship for a film, which we didn't actually end up doing, but I, I stayed on board with Greg. And actually, the first thing we did together was the the Guild Christmas special. I was going to ask. I thought you were part of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you worked on the Christmas special. Yeah. Can you talk about what you specifically did? Did you do any big pieces? Yeah. Um, I helped. It was It was really within the first couple days being here at the barnyard I, I started working on the the blade switchblade doll and I cast and detailed and painted uh, the vork heads nice. um, painted those with Greg's I did a um, one of the Felicia answer orb uh-huh. pieces uh, I painted up one of those and helped uh, help put one of those together nice and oh <laughs> the night before the shoot I actually uh, pulled an all-nighter 
And it Griggs does painting all the Zabu pheromone I remember sprays. That. So that's where I think I first met you is when you were painting all those heads. Yeah, I might have been in the bad mood. Uh, but yeah, stayed up all night painting eleven of those very well. So. Well, they look great. Everybody oh, well, thank great. you. <laughs> now, did you know about the guild before you started working on the Christmas special? No, I didn't. So that was that was totally new to you. Yeah. Have you gone back and watched the guild? Yeah, since? I have. Yeah, okay, I've watched really it enjoy all. It now. Yeah, it's it's very fun and very impressive, and uh, it's also opened up you know the whole the whole plethora of web, web. series yeah. yeah web series out there so I've been exploring a lot so, more you were with Legend of Neil also yes so you were uh, kind of, uh, Sandeep talks about you in one of his interviews oh okay cool um, yeah I, I art directed the full third yeah. season yeah that's great now you did work on Game On yeah I did work on the Game On music video what, would, what did you do for Game On video I was the art director for that as well oh wow okay so you did a lot of the, the sets and yeah, um, helped making all the props and sets, and was inside the elephant that fell apart. That's right. Actually, you can you can you hear, you, 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 hear you can hear that. Yeah, in uh, yeah. is it Kim's interview? Yep. In yep. Kim's interview, you can hear a loud crash. Yeah, in the this background. is the Brian <laughs> that was in that thing when it crashed, and you heard him "All right." Yep, yep, yeah. that was me. Yeah, because you were taking it apart. I was taking it apart. Yeah, I took I took all the all the nuts off. But I left the bolts in, which is the same thing I had done here, but. You know, it's probably just sticking together here at the barnyard because it has yeah. it sat for ten years, yeah. and so I had taken all the nuts off, climbed out, and then we pulled it apart. And I was like, "Oh well, I'll do that again." You know, when we were getting ready to tear down for the music video, and so I took the nuts off and left all the bolts in. But as I was climbing towards the back of the elephant, the weight shifted and it fell apart and <laughs> like split in half. Luckily, the elephant wasn't damaged. Yeah, I, I was a little damaged, but I, I, I I'm easier fixed than the elephant. I think. Nice, nice. Yeah. Also on the elephant, kind of funny. And unfortunate, but at the same time fortunate. I had spent all morning that morning making the tusks because the I ele- have pictures of you doing that. Oh, right. yeah. it's true, you do. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I spent you know several hours making those with um, armature wire and bondo and some. I think I just used some duct tape and some some foam, and then I painted them up. And uh, <laughs> unfortunately, the elephant fell right on those, and one of the tusks broke. But oh. I. Yeah, that oh. you know that was kind of it was bad, but at the same time I was relieved that they were my tusks because I would have felt terrible if you broke someone else's. if they were yeah Greg's tusks or someone oh, else made them. Him, yeah. yeah, I would have felt really bad about that. So yeah, now, this is the first time you made tusks. Yeah, I've never. You, this is a question for you. How do you when they say they want a tusk for an elephant? I mean, do you go to a book or have you how do you even come up with something? I mean, that's just kind of what we do here. You know, we we just. You just know. Fly by the seat of our pants a lot. Yeah, I mean, no, I mean, I'm not going to pretend like we know everything. We, oh, no, re- yeah. yeah, research is incredibly important. But um, but you knew what you were going to make them out of. You knew how to paint them to make them look like because uh, they look real. Yeah, well, I thank, thank you. you. You know, painting them up. Yeah. Oh um, no, I mean, it's it's just a, a process of we we use a lot of the same materials and processes for so many different props, mm-hmm. and it's just uh, you know, it's it's like rearranging things uh, into the shape and so I, I started with I mean I knew where, where I needed to go so I took a big piece of armature wire held it up in the elephant um, you know curved it the way I wanted it to be curved uh-huh. and then had a piece of uh, I can't think of what it's called it's, it's, it's the gray foam that goes around copper wiring Okay. Um, it's insulation and then I just used that for the thick part and uh, then tapered that down to a point with um duct tape and maybe a little newspaper I can't quite remember and then I just started building that up with foam and to get the rough texture I just used a broken piece of wood to brush the bondo on with uh-huh. and um, and then painting wise um, 
you know, I just sort of used an off-white color. And then sort of a standard uh, practice for doing teeth, uh, horns, spikes, tusks that are supposed to be organic. Mm -hmm. uh, you make them sort of look aged and worn by towards the uh, end closest to where they're coming out. Uh, closest to the skin or the gum line or mm -hmm. whatever you're making, you you darken it. You uh, add some yellow and some brown. So you know, just blending the colors. So these are the techniques that yeah go with the trade. Exactly. Oh, and nice. uh, so yeah, I hadn't made tusks before, but I had, you know, the I had a very good idea of what I needed to do. Yeah. So I just jumped in. And they worked. Yeah. They look great. And now they're broken. <laughs> Did both of them break? <laughs> I think just one. Okay. But I can fix it. <laughs> That's right. You can do it. make yeah. another one. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I know when you were trying to get them in, they were too loose. Yeah. And you were actually putting stuff on the outside. Yeah, I just base. I thickened up the the top, the part that I actually stuck up inside the elephant's trunk, I thickened it up with uh, just extra foam and duct tape. And, you know, that would never show, but it would hold it in. Yeah. So. Yeah. Cool. What did you work on season four? Um, well, I helped to make several props and stuff, but actually the art crew switched over halfway through the season. Yes. And Greg took over production design, and he brought me on as his art director for the yeah. second half. That's right. So, because I know I've seen you there, you did a lot of the wedding stuff. So, mm -hmm. during the wedding scene, you did you handled all the computers, all the decorating, yeah, um, all that fun stuff. How was that? Well, that was so, that was good. Um, it, it was a wedding. Yeah, yeah, it was very funny, and it was interesting to to come in halfway through. Because um, you know you always you you already have established props and an established style, so um, you know we weren't necessarily free to do everything we mm -hmm. in in our own style. Uh, so we kind of had to match what was already done in the season, and then we also did um, Fox's office and uh, Amy's room mm -hmm. and stuff. So yeah, but like you said, those are predetermined; they're pre-established. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you but really yeah. didn't have much. Right, right, and then we. We got to bring in got to bring in Bitch Cat though. That was awesome. So that was a nice addition to, to Tink's Tink's room. Um, and then you uh, also worked on the Guild Hall. Yeah. Um, the physical prop. Yeah, yeah. The the miniature for the Guild Hall. Actually, Greg, Greg built the miniature miniature, which is just about maybe eighteen inches by two feet, give or take. Well, there's and a bigger one. That's the one I saw. I thought that was the one they worked on. So they, there's actually a bigger one. Oh, a much larger one. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. There's there's the small one that's just of white foam core. Yeah, yeah. I which saw was that the one. original, and then we um, uh, scaled that up and built one. It's roughly about four by eight. Wow. Um, with four walls that's and a ceiling. Huge. And it's, yeah. That's like a set. Oh yeah. It's it's well. I mean. It's a, I thought, it's a I thought it was a set. miniature, though. But I, mean, I, I, I mean, it's definitely a miniature. I mean, we, we yeah. the, the scale is roughly, I think it's roughly a three-quarter inch scale. So every three-quarters of an inch equals yeah. a foot. Yeah. Um, so as you'll see in the episode, you know, the, the bricks or the, the, the set of four spikes that they're standing beside, which is as tall as they are, mm -hmm. in reality is only four, uh, four and a half inches tall. So Okay. Alright, okay, so it's still miniature. Yeah, oh, it's, it's def definitely it's miniature. It's big, too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's so, big, it's a big set piece in general. Yeah. But, um... So, I mean, I saw the original one. It is, that is a miniature. That's tiny to me. Yeah. Oh, this one's, this one's still tiny compared to <laughs> the size it gets blown up yeah. to in the episode. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the, the yeah, stair... you see the people, they're like this big, you know, they're very tiny. Exactly, yeah. The stair step that Vork is standing on, um... You know, looks like a regular stair step, but yeah. in actuality, it's only half an inch. Yeah. So. Well, yeah. I mean, then we have the Vork statue. Yeah, exactly. That, means, that has to be what about thirteen, fourteen. It's. Oh, it's it's about 
It's almost two feet it's tall. Two feet? Yeah, but when you see it in the episode, it's it's, ginormous. it's like twenty feet. Yeah. yeah. So. Look, well, how was it working on that? Oh, you it like was working a, on practical stuff? Are you, are you into the whole CG also? Uh, no, I actually don't know the first thing about doing. I understand, you know, how it all works, but I can't do it myself. Yeah. So um, you're more into practical. Yeah, effects. definitely. Um, yeah, the the spikes. We had so many spikes on that. I cast um, nearly all those on my own. Just th- over the course of a couple months, uh, I was working on other projects, and every you know, fifteen or twenty minutes, I'd just get up and mix some more. Uh, urethane and pour it in the mold pour out some more pull out some more spikes how long did it take you to work on all that stuff i mean really we started it months ago um it got put on hold for a couple of the projects got put on hold for the music video but we were always chipping away at it over the course of i'd say two and a half to three months yeah now were you there when they actually shot it yeah um how'd that go it went very well it was an all-night shoot so we could control the lighting better uh we did it outside and uh yeah, it was uh, Nick Carmichael and I, and Mazin was here. Mazin was helping with all the compositing and stuff. So, but we we would remove the walls and and move around the pillars and the statues and stuff, so they could get different shots mm-hmm. from every angle. Yeah, yeah, cool. For the wedding, we actually bring back all the props again, all of the music video props. Technically, they're right. they're they're weapons. Yeah. So, uh, did you work on any of those? Yeah. Um, as everyone probably knows, Greg made the props for the music video, and, and uh, one of the coolest ones is definitely Codex's staff. Mm-hmm. It has the, the cool orb on top and everything, yeah. and if you've watched the How to Make a Codex stack, Staff blog, you can see that, and I was kind of behind the scenes in that, um, helping out with things. So um, I was very familiar with all the pieces and parts, and so for the green screen, because the top of the orb is green, yeah. we couldn't use the original staff because yeah. it would get lost in the green screen, so we actually made a purple one. Um, Greg loves purple, Which so he just looks much better, by the way, than the, his green one. <laughs> the purple one is perfect. Yeah, actually, I guess I'm not sure if it did crack or not. Felicia likes the crack, though. She does like, uh, yes, she did admit she it. Likes it the looks crack. like magic brewing, yes. she said, and she would always hold that out in her photographs. Which is funny because that's not Craig's intent, but right, right, but you know, it's a good mistake. Yeah, exactly. But yours is perfect. I mean, it's perfect purple. Um, yeah, uh, we actually kind of funny story about that though. We had trouble getting a good shade of purple because some of the colors they're just they just work differently and the green you know we put a lot of green in mm-hmm. to to get that nice uh translucent color with a purple we're like oh you know we put a few drops in and it was immediately too dark it looked black yeah um you couldn't see any depth so we were and we were trying to keep the orb clean because if you get the resin on the outside of the orb you have to sand that and then you have to buff that all out yeah. we're trying to avoid that because that actually happened in the video, <laughs> the blog with Felicia, yeah. and um, so we poured it in, and it was like, oh crap! We had to empty the whole thing, and then we lightened the resin. We put it back in, and it was still too dark. Yeah. So we poured it out again, and by the time we were done pouring it out, you know, this little hole, the orb was covered in resin. Yeah. So the whole thing had to be polished. So it was, yeah. Well, you polish it, you just didn't start over. No, no, no. We didn't start over. We just, you know, had to sand. But it was even worse at that point. It was worse than the one we did for the blog. Um, because it had resin all over, so just sanding and polishing, yeah. and I think mad. No, did it matter what color purple it was? Because I mean, don't you? You're gonna map that out. And it's gonna be green on the screen. True, but you had to have, um, a certain level of translucency uh, that would, you know, come close to matching the green. Because otherwise, it wouldn't. It would just look like a solid dark. So you could do a computer effect on it to make it look translucent. No, not really. Um, 
I think it would always look. It wouldn't. It would never really ring it would true. Match, yeah. Yeah. So you had to get the more. Trans, you were working on translucent rather than color. Yeah, yeah. The color. The color didn't matter. We just did purple for the heck yeah. of it because yeah, Greg yeah. likes purple. Yeah. And uh, that's the staff that will stay here at the barnyard. Yeah. And um, yeah, we we were just worried. You know, it could have been any color, but we wanted it to be clear because once they make it green, you know, all the purple will be green, but it'll still have a, a depth to it. Yeah, yeah. Nice, um, but in the end, you got it right, obviously. Yeah, yeah. It looks really cool. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it fits in well with all of Greg's other purple stuff. So <laughs> Nice. Nice. Now, did you work on any of the other props? Um, or was the staff your main job? I think that's the only one I did. Um, we reused all of them. We had to... Uh, the little uh, gem on the bottom of Vork's sword had to be painted because it's also green. Yeah, but they didn't do that until I remember that. They were on set. Yeah, we actually, that was a last-minute thing last minute that change, I remembered. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I was actually back in Ohio when Greg did the uh, the big axe and the helmet for the Game Master, so I didn't get to help with that, actually. Okay. That's, those are cool props also. Yeah, they're very cool. Yeah, and I know you guys had to change uh, uh, Clara's gems. Oh, true. Blue-green. Yeah, on her little wand. Yeah. There's a kind of a pearlized green yeah. that she has. So you guys changed those to purple also. Um, I actually wasn't aware of that, so yeah. Greg probably just did that real quick on set. Yeah. Cool. I'm here with Mazen Dijani. Hey. He is uh, another art computer person for Greg. <laughs> I don't even know what your title is. I don't know what my title is either <laughs> at this point. You do everything. Uh, yeah, a little bit of everything. All right, let's first let's start. Is this something that you've always wanted to do? Um, yes and no. Like, I went to school for special effects, but then I went into the video game industry, and I was doing video games for a long time. So. Okay. All right. Uh, and had you heard of the guild prior? I had heard of it before. But um, you hadn't seen it? No, I had seen a couple okay. episodes before. Like, I actually watched all of season one back in the day. So. Okay. <laughs> all right, cool. And how did you hear about Barnyard and coming um, to work with Greg? Actually, I was friends with Greg from before, from a, a previous project from years ago, before it was called The Barnyard. Oh, what project <laughs> so, was that? Um, some brainstorm stuff that okay. didn't quite pan out. Yeah. Cool. So he, you just knew him from the past. Yeah. And then, um, what have you been doing mainly for the guild right now? Um, I think you're working on episodes 11 and 12, right? Yes. Yeah, which is a lot of the CG green screen stuff. Yes, so a lot we, of compositing, working with the So you're good with computers? Yeah. I know Greg is, he can't do any of it. Uh, he I can do some Nick stuff, he I just doesn't to, like working with it. I talked to Brian, <laughs> yeah. none of them can do anything with the actual computer, so you're the computer guy. I guess so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, let's just talk about, um, so what are, what are you actually doing? Uh, right now I'm just, I was just layering the volumetrics and stuff, and then I'm also... Uh, kind of running a simulation for the walls breaking apart and turning into butterflies and all that good stuff. Oh, so. that's right, for the... Yeah. Yeah, because the Puffy Palace is completely CG. Yeah. So are you responsible for that? Yes. So you're making the Puffy Palace? Yes. So if anyone hates it, they can... They can come and throw it at me. <laughs> <laughs> nice, but you're also taking Greg's cartoon drawing of it. Uh, yeah, he did like a rough sketch yeah. and then kind of gave me some ideas as to what he wanted. Okay. So it's kind of... But it's definitely your responsibility, yeah. Yeah. To make it... To, yeah, uh, nice. so it, people hate it. It's my fault. <laughs> so how's it coming out right now? Because I haven't seen it. Because I've seen I've seen the episode. Yeah, but it's all green screen still. They haven't done any. I saw eleven and it looked fantastic. The end of eleven, um, the actual effect is in there. Yeah, and it looks great. Yeah, but I haven't seen twelve done yet. So how's it coming along? Um, it's one of those things where we don't have as much time as we need. So a lot of it's kind of hacks where. I don't have the full time to be able to render it out as beautiful as I'd like. Mm -hmm. So a lot of it's basically just becoming flat images with 
stuff thrown in, you know, just yeah. <laughs> to get by with what I can do in nice. the time frame. Hopefully it'll look good. <laughs> <laughs> we'll keep our fingers crossed. Nice. And, um, yeah, do you prefer CG modeling compared to practical? Um, actually, I went to school for traditional special effects, so I was doing sculpting and mm-hmm. miniature building and stuff, you know, old school style. Yeah. But CG, the benefit is you don't have tons of stuff that you have to get rid of in a giant dumpster like what's going on right now. That's true. <laughs> so that is true. You just delete a file and it's gone. But do you like the look of CG compared to practical? Um, a lot of the times, the lighting doesn't quite look the same. Like, you can get away, you know, if you have, like, some decent plugins and stuff and have yeah. the time to spend, you know, lighting and rendering it, and yeah, you can get some really good effects, but it's one of those things where a real model, you throw some lights in and you're good to go. Yeah. So, so now, is, so is practical easier and faster than CG? For setting up lighting and for rendering, I mean, you build something, and yeah, it took, what, I don't know, two and a half, three weeks to yeah. set that up, but, uh... When you throw the lights in, you've got lights in in like 10 minutes and you're shooting pictures and you can take as many pictures as you want versus you build something, you render it, and it's like you have to wait, you know, hours, if not longer, per frame to see something. And then you tweak something and you got to render it again. Yeah, exactly. So it's constantly... So it's a time-consuming process. Yeah. So So. which do you prefer? Um, I actually like a hybrid of the two because there's certain things that you can tweak and modify in CG off of a practical model that yeah. gives a better effect, I think. So. Cool. <laughs> um, let's talk about uh, Game On, because I know you were there for that. Yes. Uh, did you work on any of those set pieces? Uh, props? Yeah, actually. Most of the time I saw you with the camera in my face most of the time. <laughs> yeah. or, or holding the fan up an elephant's butt. Yeah. It was kind of one of those things where when I wasn't doing one thing, Greg would be like, grab the camera, get in there, you know, just so that we'd have a little bit more behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, and I didn't mean to, like, step on Brian's feet, but oh, Greg wanted Greg wanted more footage. Greg so. always, yes, he wants his own stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, you know, I was running back and forth, making stuff, helping set up. Um, I did all the little flower things and had to string them into yeah, the I, pool. I saw you doing that. That must yeah. have taken forever. Yeah. To but make it's just perfect. They wanted them exactly in a certain spot. Well, that was the problem. Was once they were set, they decided they wanted them elsewhere, <laughs> and so it was like, okay, now how do we put them there? And then you're, you know, you're dealing with all this fishing line to hold it in place because the second the wind blew it, yeah, you know, it was all over the place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I know before you wired them down, they were all in like in a corner. Yeah, because the, you know, the wind and obviously pushed yeah. them into one direction. And then also uh, with the elephant, I actually had to do a facelift on the elephant. Uh, in the dark at night because the elephant's ears had rotted off from sitting in the bushes for the last 10 years. So I had to go in, make new ears, nice. you know, put them on nice. and uh, patch work wherever I could. And then Brian went back in and, you know, painted over it. So. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. And I know you were helping out poor Nick who was stuck in the elephant. <laughs> yeah, with the fan. With the fan. <laughs> You're like, sure, in between takes because yeah. he would come out. Yeah. So he stayed in that elephant the entire shoot. And that was a few hours. Yeah. And hot. Yes, very hot. <laughs> yeah. So I have, I have a picture of you holding the fan up against the elephant's butt. That's fantastic. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, can you think of anything else that uh, happened on Game On? Um, that any I worked little, on? Yeah, yeah just an interesting little tidbit. I'm trying to remember exactly like... what we built. Because I know for like uh, episodes 11 and 12, I actually helped out by 
you know, being on set and running props off and actually making some of the props, as, you know, helping make some of the props as well, like the axe and the armor and different things like That's that. Right, you were painting Clara's shoes. Yes, and I was actually, I, while Clara was in costume, I was sitting there painting her shoes, and I was, like, really embarrassed because I'm like, this is so weird. I, that's right. That's right, because I think Brian got you on behind the scenes and I took pictures of you painting. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So. Uh, that's right, I forgot you were on set for Game uh, for Game yeah. on. I, I yeah. wedding. Yeah, the wedding scene, and then touching up the models in between. Like Greg wanted them polished, you know, yeah. in between shots. So yeah, nice. And um, I guess that's it. You have anything else to share? No, not really. Right. Cool. <laughs> I don't know what else to hey, say? Thanks for chatting with us. All right, thanks, man. I'm here with Nick Carmichael. He is another, uh, I guess, art. Director, art person, working with Greg? Barnyard resident. All right, barnyard resident, that's nice. And let's first start, have you always wanted to do this? Be part of the making of models and crafts? And I've always liked constructing things and building stuff, and I've always liked sci-fi and fantasy, yeah. stuff like that. So when I kind of ended up working with Greg on all this stuff, it was, it was more of a, hey... This is totally awesome. Let's keep doing this. Yeah. Now, how did you meet Greg? Um, I met Greg uh, through a mutual friend of uh, ours, Sherry Bryant, who's production yeah. assistant. And they were working on a movie, How to Make Love to a Woman, and they were looking for some sort of marketing thing to do online. And I threw out an idea in a random conversation. And I had another job at the time. And she was like, hey, what else are you going to do for us? So I ended up doing the marketing for that. And then... Um, I had heard that he needed help on some show or web thing he was doing called Alien Ninja. Uh-huh. So I came in and I built a robot for that, and then I just kind of kept working for him. Kept doing. Yep. Nice. And had you heard of the guild prior to working on it? I actually had. Uh, I am a big nerd, big dork, big online video game player. So I would watch oh, it, nice. and I thought it was totally awesome, and. Uh, and was a fan of Felicia Day and uh, Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog. Yeah. yeah. So what was neat about it was that I first kind of heard about it, um, or Greg's, I had first heard about Greg's involvement in the uh, the music video. Okay. And we were pretty good, close friends. Yeah. And he was like, oh, I'm working on this really cool thing for the Guild. Have you heard of it? And I was like, oh, it's totally awesome. I love yeah. that show. It's like, yeah, we're working on something super secret. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so then my birthday rolled around, and my birthday, they, he was, when we had my party, he couldn't come because he was filming. Oh, okay. So he's there, and he's like, hey, maybe I should call Nick and have Felicia wish him happy birthday. And then he got busy with a bunch of other stuff and never did it. And oh, I was like, oh, way harsh, man. Not only do you not come <laughs> to my birthday. Too. <laughs> yeah. That's so worse to know it was a possibility. Yeah. So then um, in order to make, it, make up for that, he uh, said, hey, come down to Comic-Con and I'll take you to the Xbox party. Oh, nice. So, so you were there. That uh, was yes. a fun party. That yes. was a lot of fun. And that was where I met Kim and... Uh, Felicia. Felicia and I met them very briefly because they were uh, rocking out on the uh, Beatles Xbox. Oh yeah, the Beatles rock band. I That's believe right. that was. Nice, nice. So. Very cool. And then, do you remember the first thing you worked on for the Guild? Um, the first thing that I worked on for them, I believe, 
was the uh, Christmas special. Okay. With all that stuff. Nice. What did you do specifically for them? Do you remember? Um, or did you just kind of do a little of everything? We, a uh, little of everything, actually. It helped. Um, mostly did the props. I think I had a hand in basically every single one of them. Um, I cast a lot of them up. Uh, obviously, no sculpting. Greg does all the sculpting yeah. for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I keep my hands off that. So, do you do painting? Do you paint them? Um, I did do some painting. Generally, the the detail work Brian was doing yeah, during that you. stuff. But it was it was kind of like okay, these have to shoot in the morning. Yeah. So we sat down and we spent the night painting all the Zabu spray things. That's right. That's right. Very cool. Now, how was it actually working on something that you that you always liked and admired? Oh, being part I, of the guild. It was awesome. It totally makes it a lot more worthwhile because. Because you actually care about what you're doing. It's not just, oh, it's this show, and the only thing I care about is having another listing on my resume. It's, yeah. hey, I can't wait to make this even cooler yeah. than what it already is. And, and then to see it in the completed show. See it in the completed show. And it was successful, because the Christmas special was huge. Yes. So, but and anything the Guild does is huge. Definitely. And then also, I get to then, you know, tell my friends, hey, I, I worked on the Guild, yeah. look at my name, nanny nanny boo boo. Yeah. So... <laughs> It was a lot of fun. And also, my my brother, uh, he came... He's a big nerd like uh-huh. me. So, you know, he came in and saw some of the stuff, and he was like, oh, this is totally awesome. So he, Yeah. It, he's like my brother. He always thinks I have the coolest job. Yeah. Because I work in TV. Yeah. It's definitely. like, yeah, it's a job, but yeah, it is cool, too. Yeah. So, so you worked on Game On. I did work on Game On. Um, can you talk about that whole process? Because that was a huge production. That was, um, it was like two weeks of pre-production, putting together all of uh, the sets, finding what we need Mm -hmm. for them, um, and making a lot of stuff that we can then transport over to the location. So uh, Greg has a ton of amazing set pieces already here, so it's kind of taking them, finding what we can do with them that will make it look really cool. Yeah. The columns, for example, the big gold columns that you'll see in the temple scene um, when they're dancing, that was previously used in the Christmas, in the Christmas special. special as the... But it was pre- initially used as Blade Runner. Yes. They were... That blows my mind that there's an actual piece of Blade Runner yeah. sitting right you know, a few feet from us. They get repainted all the oh, time and yeah. used for everything. That's so. incredible. Let's talk about the elephant. Oh, the elephant. <laughs> Because you are the person inside the elephant making it move. Yes, I am. And it was 90, what, 7 degrees uh, outside, and I'm sure it was a lot hotter than the elephant. quite, quite warm, but uh, one of the other art department guys, Mazin, would, between takes, would bring a fan they over and, and stick it in the, the elephant's <laughs> bum and then fan me off, which was really weird. Um, yeah, but I'm inside the elephant uh, grabbing hold and moving the head and trying to make it, you know, move and look... Look real. Look real. There were some people who actually thought it was a real elephant. <laughs> which is cool. Which I think is incredible. I could not see anything and have had never done any sort of puppeteering before, so I'm like, I hope this works. <laughs> Somebody tell me. Is this moving at all? You just What's in it the entire time. Yeah, well, so every cut, you were still in the elephant. I don't oh, think I ever saw you come out. No, I didn't come out. It was... A- <laughs> It was quite a pain to get in and out because of the fiberglass, and then, and then you have to kind of crawl somehow in its legs, and then get out of this tiny opening that's in an odd angle. It's like being given birth. birth to, yes. yes. <laughs> Which nobody, as far as I know, nobody ever likes. <laughs> but um, yeah, the elephant was cool, and then I also helped uh, attach the big saddley thing to it, and 
doing all that. Um, but Brian, uh, Brian Falk, he he was the one who was kind of handling the mechanical aspects of putting it together and stuff. So after we had filmed that, they were doing a, another scene. We're hanging off, and I think I was kind of listening to you, you giving an interview to Greg. Yeah. And suddenly I heard this little noise that you probably can hear in that interview. And I turned, and the elephant just kind of splits open like a big egg. And Brian, you hear Brian go, ah! <laughs> and it opens like an egg, and he falls to the ground. Yeah. And I go running over, and he's just lying on his back. And he's like, I'm okay. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, that's great, because right in the middle of the interview, you hear the thing crash. Yeah. You hear him say, I'm okay, I'm okay. <laughs> It was great. It was very fun. Um, yeah. The junkyard scene was interesting where uh, Zabu was fighting real life. Mm-hmm. Um, because normally you think of a junkyard and it's got you know mountains and mountains of junk and it's really, really big. But we had this very small space and we had only the, the stuff that we could bring to this person's house yeah. and had to somehow make it. So if you, if you really were to watch and go back and forth and back and forth in that scene, you could see us moving the junk around <laughs> to, you know making piles of it behind people in some sort of different configuration so yeah. it looks like there's way more than it is. That's but in great. Fact, I didn't realize that. I wasn't there for that. I was doing interviews, I think. Yeah. When they were shooting that. So that's so heavy? So you guys were moving it from... Some of, it, some of it's heavy, some of it's light, some of it... I mean, the 55-gallon drums weren't easy to move, but... And then trying to move it around to create the perspective because yeah. there was a lot of the, um, you know, jumping... Uh, Sandeep's stunts and the stunt guy's stunts yeah, and yeah. working all that stuff out. Nice. Now, uh, what would you say was the hardest prop that you worked on? For Game On. For Game On. Yeah. Um, Something that was complex or just very detail-oriented? Actually, putting together um, all the uh, 8-bit put together in the background of the temple scene, you can see a bunch of uh, eight big gods in the mm-hmm. background, and those were all uh, drawn out on the central plastic and then cut out, yeah. painted, and then had to kind of put them together to layer them to give them that 8-bit 3D effect. Yeah. So that was tricky. And then getting them to stay up there because it's eighth-inch thick plastic. Yeah. And it was a little windy, at the time, so we're trying to put them up there, hide them, hide any supports and everything. And make it look good. And make it look good, which is always what you're looking for. <laughs> there. Nice, so. nice. Uh, what, did you work on any of the props during season four? Uh, no. No, okay, so the, the big thing that you did, you helped out with the model, the miniature? Yes, the miniature for... Can you talk about that a little bit? Um, so the uh, last two episodes, I believe it is, for season four you see the inside of Vork's guild hall, mm-hmm. which he's created um, in the game. I helped work on that and put that whole thing together, which is a very detail-oriented job because yeah. you have to make sure that when the camera zooms into it that you don't have any streaks, any paintbrush streaks on it yeah. show up as these giant, giant yeah. things. So you always have to think this tiny thing is actually going to be really huge, and when you make a texture in it, it's got to be a small texture, otherwise it's going to look like boulders on a wall. Yeah. Stuff. And working in that small space is very, very funny, because you feel like a giant, and you're (laughs) putting all these things together, and you're in this tiny little space, and it's supposed to be this huge space. Yeah. Well, I've seen seen the end of episode 11, and that's Mm -hmm. where it shows up, and it looks incredible. 
Yeah. I mean, it, it, it was unbelievable. Because I've seen 12 also, but 12 is all green screen still. They haven't matted it. It's unbelievable. Yeah. It looks so cool. It now, does. Do, do you prefer working with practical miniatures rather than doing CG? Absolutely. I think that the move away from miniatures is... It, it detracts something. I think you'll watch a lot of movies and you'll see CG and you'll go, oh, that's CG. Yeah. But you'll watch movies and you'll see the miniatures... And you'll be like, that looks awesome. They must have had to use a miniature. But you don't look at it and go, oh, that's a miniature. You can tell yeah. because of this. You know? And yeah. maybe it's a little more expensive or whatever it is with the miniatures. But I think the how it ends up looking is so much cooler. Yeah. And the level of detail and just the organic process that you go yeah. through in creating it. I mean, just making that stone floor, it's not... A texture that's drawn up and has to be overlaid. It's it's us carving these yeah. stone flags and then going in and individually painting yeah. each one of them and then you know texturing the whole walls and then painting it and doing washes and then yeah. you cover those washes with other paints and then you scrub that paint off so it only stays. I mean, it's really artistic. It is. I mean, I know CG is artistic too, but this just seems really. Yeah. You know, I mean, it takes a talent. Yeah to make it look like a real stone, like a real brick, mm-hmm. and, you know. Yeah, it's not a matter of how fast your computer is or how many polygons it can handle. It's just how creative can you be yeah. in creating the model. Yeah. And then filming it was cool. Um, we filmed it in one night, actually. I heard it was 12 hours from 8 to 8, or... Yes, like that. that first we did... Night. Yeah, well, <laughs> first the long part was filming uh, Print, the little dog. Oh, I heard, that's dog, right. Yeah, which is talked about that. Me trying to... It was well, Greg, sta- Greg standing over, her, over Print with treats in hand, <laughs> and then Print is very attached to um, Art, which is Greg's other dog, which you see in... A doggy video that That's I won't right. mention what he's actually doing in that video. Oh, it's been <laughs> um, But he's very attached to him. So I had to sit below the camera in front of the green screen, hunched over, trying to hold Art so that Print wouldn't run away and follow Art. And then Art's trying to get the treat that Greg is holding for Print. So he's struggling and running around and, and Print is going... What is that going on over there? I want to be part of that. Maybe I should go over there. Yeah. But we want him to sit there, and then we want him to try and lie down. And Print is a very spastic dog. <laughs> he is not cooperative. He he would rather be way over there, spazzing out, and yeah. jumping up somebody's leg. Yeah. So. But it all worked out at the end. It did. So they uh, got the shots, and it looks great. And they they got the so. shots, and then we moved on to the model, which we shot at night because that way we didn't have to uh, cover the entire thing in cloth to block yeah. out all the light. Yeah. And they lit it, and you know, it's it's one of those things where you have to put the camera in place and then keep referring to it yeah. because it looks very different than a regular set where you can just stand there and you can look and see how it looks. Yeah doesn't look the same when you see the miniature through the camera lens because yeah. it changes the point of view yeah. so there's a lot of that and then um, Mazin built um, there's flames on all the pillars which are actually just uh, LEDs that Mazin built into the pillars that we turned on which creates the uh, lighting effect of there being some sort of light there mm-hmm. and then also a point to track where Mazin went in and put in flames for yeah. it. So That's awesome. it was it was really cool looking when yeah. it 
when we finally had it lit and some fog going yeah. and looking down from that view. It's really cool. That's awesome. I can't wait to see it in the final product. Yeah. It, cool. It, it looks pretty damn good. Um, is there anything else you can think of? Do you want to share with the people? No, I don't think we really have okay. much else. Well, I really appreciate you uh, stopping by and chat with us. Not a problem. Anytime. Cool. They've made cool stuff. They do. I, lo- I would love to do that. Oh, I man. wish I was younger so I can actually get into that. If I would have met Greg when I was 20, yeah. my, I mean, my life would have been totally different. But It, it would have been totally different. It would have been a lot of fun because I've always wanted to do special effects. Well, it's not too late, Kenny. Yeah. Just, I don't know. I don't know if I could. Financially, I don't know if I could do it. Why not? Because I've grown accustomed to a certain <laughs> way of to living. To his lifestyle. He, Kenny's lifestyle is very expensive. Yes, it is. So... <laughs> All those um, wild parties. See, he I mean, has. You're, you know, you're 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 really good because you work in the in, in the web industry, which isn't high paying. Wait, that's good. Well, it's I'm good. Confused. That, no, oh, I'm used to being. Used I'm to used being, to being poor. That's what I was trying. Is that to, what you're trying, trying to say? To say that a nice I'm way. used to being poor. And <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was trying to say that nicely. <laughs> Not owning a fancy nice house and. Uh, <laughs> My I just my toy collection is not as vast. That's right. it's, it's unfortunate that you know once you get to a certain point of cost of living, it's hard to start yeah. over again. Yeah, you know because you know I do have a mortgage, I do have this, I do have that. So. Wow, a mortgage. Ugh, I yeah. hate adult words. <laughs> <laughs> this is the time in the show where we take a break. Time for a break. Let's and go. on Kenny's notes, it says cookie break. So I guess we're going to eat cookies now. Sure, that sounds good. Yum. <laughs> Let's go ahead and take a listen to a few of our fellow podcasters. Hi, I'm Al. And I'm Joyce. And we're we're huge huge Disneyland Disneyland fans. fans. In fact, we love the place so much, we started a podcast dedicated to the happiest place on Earth. In our show, Tales from the Mouse House, we'll discuss some news and updates on the Disneyland Resort, reveal some amazing little-known and often-overlooked gems we call hidden treasures... And we'll also review some of the rides and attractions that make the Disneyland Resort so much fun. And we'll review some places to satisfy your hunger attacks, as well as offer up some tips and tricks that we've uncovered over the years that can help you get the most out of your Disneyland Resort vacation. So, after Kenny and Jenny have enlightened you about the amazingly popular web series, The Guild, check out Tales from the Mouse House. In iTunes. The Treks in Sci-Fi Podcast. Stand by to receive our transmission. Sci-fi entertainment news and commentary. I am Locutus of Borg. Star Trek episode analysis. Captain of the USS Enterprise. Pokey religions and ancient weapons. Collectibles, toy, and prop reviews. I am to misbehave. The weekly Treks in Sci-Fi podcast with your host Rico at treksinsci-fi.com. Hi, this is Amy, and I play Ting on the Guild, and you're listening to Knights of the Guild podcast, the official podcast for the web series The Guild. What's up next? Up next, we have, uh, what are the actors and the crew up to? What is happening with our people? Don't have much, but, uh... 
we do have a few, so you want to go ahead and start? Sure. All right. This one's from Fernie, Fernando Fernando. Chen. Uh, Hey, Kenny and Jenny, happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving. (laughs) Happy Thanksgiving. Hope you stuffed yourself with turkey and good times, and then you could tell how old this is. Yeah. It's not Thanksgiving anymore. Well, what's new with me? Hmm, well, I'm leaving on Tuesday for Vancouver to work on True Justice. Going up there to work with my friend Brett Chan for a few days on the latest Steven Seagal TV show. Whatever, but it is a free trip. LOL. (laughs) Then possibly heading out to Morocco the following week to film a commercial for FIFA. Can't reveal any more details right now because my managers are still in negotiations. Film release news. Fast Five has announced its release date for April 29th, 2011, and I'm keeping my fingers crossed that Lionsgate will release Warrior. The buzz was that Warrior will be released sometime in May 2011, but now with the I I can takeover of LG, well, that's insider stuff. I don't know about. <laughs> Who knows what'll happen? Bunraku premiered at the Toronto International Film Fest, but no news as to any major release date for that yet. Stay tuned, because your boy has a few other things cooking for the new year. But I I don't know if I can announce them yet, since I am still in talks right now. Thanks for keeping me in the loop. XOXO. Thanks, Fern. He actually had another paragraph in there, and I took it out purposely, because I'm not sure it should have been said. What? Yeah, I can't. Yeah, I just. I guess you'll have to tell me I'll, off I'll the tell air. You, I'll tell you off like, air. What do you mean? Yeah, because I really that sounds mysterious. I need, I, I need to double check if I if we were allowed to release that information, and I didn't, so I pulled it out at the last minute. Oh man. Yeah. So now, sorry for me. I didn't I put it all know. in there, but you have to tell me. Yeah, yeah, just to be safe. You know. I hope it's what I Gotta think it is. <laughs> all I'll right. Ask you later. Next up, we have uh, Felicia Day. Who's She's, that? Yeah, just some girl. You know, she does this web series. Oh. Yeah. yeah. She says, on December 21st, season four comes out on DVD, and on the 22nd, Vork Comet comes out. So she's pretty much just reiterating what we already said, but it's, it's from her own words here. Her own mouth said that. Her own mouth. Her, her own, own fingers ta- typed Typing it. fingers. That's right. <laughs> I will point out that she spelled the 21st incorrectly. Oh, yeah, she did. That's right. That's okay. <laughs> also, it says, I am working on the Tink comic as well as the Blades comic with co-writer Sean Becker. I have a feeling Sean Becker can write Blades well. Uh, I yeah. don't know why. Yeah. I have this yeah. feeling. <laughs> <laughs> don't know why that is. All right, what's up next? Uh, VG Nathan. VG, she plays. Is that Nathan? Is that her mm-hmm. last name? VG Nathan. Nathan? Mm-hmm. I, I always... I don't know why. I thought it was something more exotic than no, that. Nope. She gets VG. That's the, the yes, exotic VG's part of her nice. name. VG. She plays um, Zabu's mom, Zabu's mom yeah. Yes. Um, She will be appearing on Outsourced on NBC as the grandma of one of the leads. Grandma? I know. She can't pull grandma. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, grandmother. I was shocked when she said grandmother. I'm like, okay, mom? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, mom. Ugh. Oh, maybe they'll age her up a little bit. Yeah, make her a maybe they'll give her gray hair because she is not. No, like she's far from a grandma. So uh, yeah, hot, so, she'd be a hot grandma though. Yeah. Woo, woo. yeah. <laughs> so look for her. She didn't tell me uh, episodes or air dates or anything, but uh, I'm assuming it'll be coming up pretty soon. So check it out. Then we have something from Teddy. Says uh, below is the link for his Doritos epic commercial. Epic. <laughs> I'm sure it is epic. Yeah, I'm sure. It's a suspect commercial he just did. It was filmed by a production company called Relentless Filmworks. Have fun with the link. Oh, here we go. HTTP colon slash slash www.youtube.com slash W-A-T-C-H. 
H question, question mark V equal sign K R D N W four nine Y P F eight. I bet those letters are case sensitive. <laughs> don't say that because I don't want to. They are, hear it. but they are. YouTube links are case sensitive. Uh, all right. Uh oh. Here we go. All right. We could let them figure it out like a puzzle. No, that's okay. It's <laughs> www.youtube.com slash watch. And then there's a question mark. Small case V equal sign. Large case K. Large case R. Small case D. Small case N. Small case W. The number four. The number nine. Large case Y. Large case P. Little F. And the number eight. Well Are done. You happy? Yes. All right, good. I just want people to be able to see the epic Doritos <laughs> commercial. <laughs> oh, all right. So what are we up to, though? Oh, that's right. What are you... We always forget. I always I, forget. I need to... to add that. What am I up to? Oh, I were I'm still working out for Philip DeFranco. <laughs> yes. Um, we just did some casting over the weekend. Nice. For Black Box TV and Like Totally Awesome, which is it was uh, video games and movies. But we're revamping it to just movies, and we're going to oh, get wow. a new male and female co-host to kind of nice. bring in some new energy. So we were auditioning for that this weekend. Very cool. I actually was at auditions right before going to Felicia's. I was actually so tired from auditions, I just started driving home. <laughs> and I was halfway home, and I was like, oh, now i got to go to Felicia's. <laughs> and I turned around. Because <laughs> I was just on autopilot. Nice. Like, I'm going to go home. Yeah. Uh, oh, wait, party. got to go. <clears throat> so, um, other than that, that's I'm actually doing one thing. Nice. I mean, it's good for multiple things yeah. at the same place. Yeah, but... yeah, yeah. Yeah, but you're working for just one company now. Yeah. At the moment. At the moment. Nice, nice. Until something else pops up. Nice. And I'm still uh, with MTV, obviously. My my gig runs, I do the really long gigs. My gig runs until uh, July or August of next that's year. That's good. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah. So uh, we're just starting up, so it's not too crazy right now. We don't really start editing until January, so... I only have a few people that are working for me right now. I will soon have a, uh, a whole uh, staff of probably about 15 people. Wow. Yeah, lots of bad Wait, can you still not talk about it? what no, it is? not really. Oh, it's still secret. Yeah, it's still secret. Oh, secret MTV yeah, project. Secret MTV project. So, um, yeah, so it's good. I'm very happy. The traffic sucks, but... Ugh, yeah. yeah. But I have an iPod, and I listen to my music, and, you know, it makes me happy. So. As long as you're happy, Kenny. It's all that matters. Yes. Yay! So that's going to do it for our cast and crew update. Next up, we have business time. Oh, wow. I've gotten so used to just going, hey, listen to this, that now we got to actually read stuff. Yep. Yay. All right, here we go. Leave us comments on Podbean and reviews at iTunes. You can also email us at knightsoftheguild at gmail.com. Please follow our blog at Noise of the Guild Podcast dot blogspot dot com. Nice, nice. I think that was an old lady. It sounded like Mrs. Uh, Hat. Oh, Mrs. Hat. Yeah. I miss Mrs. I Hat. Know. Where's she been? I have no idea. We have a fan page on Facebook, which we would love for you guys to come join us. We also have a fan group at watchtheguild.com, which you can also join. Hey, baby. Knights of the Guild is on Twitter at Knights of Guild. So, our hosts, Kenny at Geeky Fanboy and Jenny at Jenny Powell. Oh, yeah. We have several online stores where you can purchase all kinds of Knights of the Guild merchandise. Please visit our Cafe Press store at www.cafepress.com slash KOTG. We also have a Zazzle store at www.zazzle.com slash Knights of the Guild. 
Boy, Kenny, yours were amazing. How did you do those voices with your mouth? Thank you. No. No technology involved Uh -uh. there. No way. Uh-uh. It's all real. (laughs) We have our Ustream channel where you can watch previous recording of a podcast as well as four hours of anniversary podcasts with pot... (laughs) With cast members of the guild. HTTP colon... Slash slash www.ustream.tv slash channel slash Knights of the Guild. Oh, ho, ho, ho. <laughs> Give us a call and leave us a message on Knights of the Guild Google Voice. It's 818-308-KOTG. And if you don't know what the numbers are, it's 818 Four. Just give us a call and say, howdy. 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 <laughs> Send us your guilty photos so we can post them in a section on our Podbean website called Our Listeners. Send us pictures of you sporting some kind of KOTG slash guild merchandise, i.e. KOTG t-shirts, guild t-shirts, cosplay, etc. Dot, dot, dot. All right, so uh, that, is <laughs> that was do it. it. That's it. I don't know what just happened there. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Oh, yes. But before we go, uh, we wanted to wish everyone a very Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. Happy if you don't holidays. celebrate Christmas. Whatever um, holiday you celebrate, even Lava Fish Day. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully you guys enjoyed this podcast. Please send us more uh, fan comments we want comments we do we only got two this time around and uh as you heard i know everyone's busy getting ready for the holidays but that is true that's all we want for christmas that's right all we want for christmas are your fan comments please so i think that's going to do it for episode 23 part one but before we go always remember if you like it then you should have put an onion ring on it i like that Like that. That's my, yeah, I like That's that. the way to a lady's heart. Onion rings through food. You I just know gave it. you. The just secret. make sure it's not hot and pulled out of the grease right then and there because it'll probably burn her. Let's not burn yeah. our women. <laughs> <laughs> Don't burn the women. The kingdom of the Knights of Guild is but a small portion of the lands of Geekerdome. Find more geeky things at geekerdome.com. Do you want Firefly to live? Damn straight. Do you want Serenity to have a sequel? I said yes already. Where's the outstanding issue? At The Signal, we believe that Serenity is worth fighting for. No power in the verse can stop me. If you believe that too, join us. We are not alone. The Signal Podcast. Make The Signal go further. Because we want our trilogy. I'll take three. This is how it is. I want my trilogy. Firefly Technical Manual. Sci-Fi Review. Understand your part in all this? <laughs> You're listening to The Signal. I'm Wes. And I'm Carrie. And we are here to talk about Firefly. www.serenityfirefly.com We know you want more Firefly or a Serenity sequel. We know you're just itching for one more shindig in the verse. You need to know about Browncoat's redemption. This not-for-profit independent film is raising money for charities created or supported by Joss Whedon and the Big Damn Heroes. 
Catch the trailer, auctions, downloads, and everything you need to know about the film on Browncoats Radio and at browncoatsmovie.com. Knights of the Guild has a Creative Commons attribution non-commercial, no derivative works, 3.0 United States license. All rights reserved.